What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new Cowboys articles up there every single day of the week. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let me know in the comments straight up, what is your one word to describe today's win over the Rams? What is your one word to describe a game in which the Cowboys entered the match as 5.5-point underdogs. Mike McCarthy called his team nobody's underdog during the week, and the Cowboys played as a favorite on Sunday because from the start of the game, they were up on the scoreboard. Lost that lead briefly. The Cowboys, though, answered emphatically with a score of their own. And they pretty much led the entire game by nine points, even though it didn't feel like that at times. Even though, as Botch Lombardi tweeted out during the game, at one point, it felt like Dallas was still down by four. But they weren't. They were up by nine. They would increase that lead at that point in the second half. And then they just stuck with it. Why? Because they kept showing up on defense. Now, what is one word to describe today's win? Uh, fresh fade goes with defense. Chevy goes with awesome. Domination, says Billy Renfro. That's quite the statement. I love it. Lance Bell says execution. Toxic Tom uh, says greedy. Kenneth going with excellent. Maurice goes with tough. Uh, defense for Chris Holt. Floyd goes with breathtaking. Huge, says Mel Hayes. Impressive for Rita. Doomsday for Bruce. And I know that Doomsday will cause a lot of memories for Cowboys fans watching the show. Anthony, thank you for your comment. Uh, thank you for your comment here as well. Now let's talk about it. My one word, and it might sound like an overstatement, but it's fine. I will explain myself. I'm going with championship. As you can see from the title of this video, I think that these Cowboys win, and I wrote about it for adcsports.com slash Dallas. I think that this win inspired some championship thoughts. Now, I'm not saying that Dallas went out there and looked like a Super Bowl-ready product. Definitely did not. The offense is still a huge question mark. They have been playing with a backup quarterback, so the Cowboys' offense is not being what we want it to be, not even in a four-game winning streak. So there is that. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a drop on third down. Michael Gallup had a drop on third down. There were some penalties that, you know, they're tough. Uh, Tyler Smith got called for two holdings. Now, granted, that happened versus Aaron Donald, who's not only in the conversation to be the best defender in the NFL, he's in the conversation to be the greatest ever on defense. So I will give him a pass on that, to be honest. And I will also note that we didn't hear about Aaron Donald that much in the second half. That's one of the things that I want to review on the All-22 when it comes out. And of course, on the regular broadcast replay that I will watch later tonight or tomorrow morning. But I think that this defense really inspired some championship thoughts. And, and 
There are a lot of reasons why. It's not only about Michael Parsons getting a couple of sacks in there. It's about five different players recording a tackle for loss. Uh, Tristan Hill, Sam, Arms, uh, Sam Williams, Ozo Digisuwa had two of them. Uh, Anthony Brown had one. Michael Parsons had another. Five different quarterbacks getting a quarterback hit in there. Four sacks by the Cowboys. Four, four, uh, five sacks total. Four different Cowboys players getting some sacks. And the fact is that they kept showing up. This is not the same defense as in different years in which you kind of went, oh, you know what? They're bound to break down at the last moment. They're bound to get tired. They're bound to get to that moment in which everything collapses. But I honestly think that this is a defense that deserves that kind of a title. I think this is a championship caliber defense. Will the offense live up to that kind of expectations? Maybe not. I, I really don't know. But I think that the defense, what else do we want them to show us? They allowed some big plays. I will give you that. Uh, Trayvon Diggs tweeted out after the game that 10 of the points that they allowed, so, you know, the totality of the points that they allowed were on him. And you think of the plays that happened. There was that big gainer in a play that you got to give it to Matthew Stafford as well. That was pretty much a perfect throw. I don't know what Trayvon Diggs could do in that kind of a situation. And then there was a Cooper Cup play that we spent an entire show talking about how do you how do you stop Cooper Cup and how you cannot just do it exactly. You can slow him down maybe, but you cannot really stop Cooper Cup. He had 125 yards total as a receiver, 75 of which came in one play, which was some kind of a drag route with Trevon Diggs working on man-to-man -man coverage. Perfect man beater. And, you know, that's Cooper Cup once more, one of the best receivers in the NFL. So even though Trevon Diggs got a bit on that, you also got to give it to the guy on the other side. That's Cooper freaking Cup. And he's working from the slot. That's not exactly Trevon Diggs' comfort zone. And I realize that this might sound like a, an, an excuse for Trevon Diggs. I don't, I'm not trying to do that. You know, it was on him. He got bit. But I'm just saying perspective is definitely important when we talk about these games because uh, they're professionals, but the guys on the other side, they're, they're also professionals. So I will actually kind of look ahead into the next topic here. I'm going to put a pin on the offensive side of things because I do have some thoughts on offense that I want to share with you. But before we do that, let's actually jump into the primetime performer of the game. As you guys know, this is the player of the game. So let me know in the comments to you who was the primetime performer of the game. Let me know in the chat. While you do so, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is in, it's a new one, 2022 Mazda CX-9 Grand Touring. This one starts at $46,785. It's got all-wheel drive, third-row seating, sunroof, heated leather, memory, power seating, rear air conditioning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 when you are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda CX-9 Grand Touring on FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So make sure you check that out. Once more, it's FreemanMazda.net.
So primetime performers of the game. Some of you are saying Durant Armstrong, and I can see that, man. He set the tone. He honestly did set the tone on this game. Jessica, Mel, uh, Jesse here, uh, Rita, all uh, six to midnight, a lot of answers for Durant Armstrong. And I love that. He had the strip sack at the beginning of the game. He put the Cowboys on the driver's seat right from the get-go. And then the blocked punt on special teams. And Armstrong, when you when you watch the tape, you you always see that Armstrong is, is close to getting that block. So I, I'm pretty excited that he finally got there because there were several plays in, in several of these games in which number 92 was this close, man. This close to getting it done, to getting that that hand in there and just blocking the punt and making the, the play on special teams. He finally got there. So uh, shout out to him. He really deserved that one, I believe. He's, he's been looking for it for quite a few games now. Um, Parsons getting some love as well in the comments. Maurice goes with Parsons. Uh, Tony Pollard for Chevy Lee. I like that one. Sick for Timothy. Kenneth goes with Parsons. Floyd goes with Parsons. I'm going to go with, with somewhat of an original one. And I, I realize that I'm also taking this route to not say Parsons and to not say maybe DA, even though he does deserve it. I'm actually going with, with Ozo Digisua. I think that he had kind of a uh, Odigisua. He, he had a big, big game. He led the team in quarterback hits. He got one sack. He had two tackles for a loss. And he had some key pressures. On perhaps the most important defensive drive of the game, which was the one that was sealed by Malik Hooker's interception, that was Oza closing that drive as well because he got the pressure in the play before and then uh, and then he, he stepped up with the pressure on that play that resulted in an interception. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Oza. I think that he deserves some credit, especially in a game in which your one technique starting defensive tackle was not available for the Cowboys. Because remember, uh, Quinton Bohana, Big Bo, was out with an injury. The Cowboys elevated Carlos Watkins, who was a very important player for the Cowboys last year. He's been on the practice squad for a while now. He was elevated because Big Bo couldn't go. And Dallas needed a defensive tackle to step up. And the Rams didn't, the Rams were not able to get a running game going either on this game. It also helped that the Cowboys were always on the driver's seat. And we talked during the week about that being a huge key for the Cowboys game because they leave off the play action, they leave off those single high friendly looks on defense. And that was not going to be what the Cowboys got on offense if they were not in the lead or within one possession. So I think that was pretty huge for the Cowboys actually um, to be in that driver's seat. But check out these numbers for the Rams. They averaged 2.5 yards per carry. Cam Akers rushed the ball 13 times. That was good for 33 yards. The longest run that he had was for 13 yards as well. Cooper Cup had one attempt for four yards. And then Powell had one attempt for only one yard. So the Cowboys did not allow a lot of stuff in the running game and big uh, and Osa was a huge part of that. So I, I got to give him some love. I think that Oza might've flown under the radar 
because he's a defensive tackle after all. So I wanted to give him some love with a primetime performer of the game on this one. Anthony with an interesting one. He says, Tyler Smith, I think it was kind of a learning experience for Tyler this time around. And, and that's perfectly fine. I will say that I, I love from a objective point of view and a non-Cowboys point of view, I love that the Rams put Aaron Donald on Tyler Smith. I thought that was pretty smart. I cannot remember if it was here or on my show in Spanish that I talked about that being a possible matchup that the Rams could exploit, and it yielded results for them. Two holding penalties. Uh, Aaron Donald with, uh, got one sack uh, versus Tyler Smith. So I thought that was a favorable matchup for them. I don't know if Dallas was just more in a comfortable spot in which they were running the football in the second half or we just didn't hear much from Aaron Donald because the Cowboys maybe adjusted on that front in the second half. That's actually something that I want to check out with a little bit more attention when I get to the replay later tonight. Uh, Russell says, what a win. Awesome job. Also was good too, says Billy. Good call. Lakers says, this defense is nasty. Completely took over. It did. And I know that we already entered this game with the expectation that if the Cowboys are to compete, it will be with a remarkable defensive performance. But that's exactly what we got. And we got it for four full quarters. I think that it's important to acknowledge that those 10 points that the Rams were able to gather came from big plays. The Cowboys didn't allow the Rams to put together a constant, long, offensive drive that resulted in a score. That just did not happen against this Cowboys defense. The Rams went into the red zone twice. No touchdowns allowed. This remains one of the best defenses in the red zone that there is in the NFL. Peter Riso says, scary thing is that our defense won't pick for weeks. Pressure busted their pipe. Show enough, says Aaron on the YouTube chat. It did. And Matthew Stafford did not look comfortable at all throughout the entirety of this game. Since the moment that it started, the Cowboys were on their neck consistently. Micah was getting all of the attention by the Rams. One of his sacks comes in a play in which both the right guard and the right tackle are on Micah Parsons. D-Law goes unblocked to just collapse the play entirely. Matthew Stafford bails to the right, and then Micah ends up getting the sack. But that was a, a pressure that D-Law started because he was unblocked thanks to the right guard and the right tackle just sliding towards Michael Parsons. And it's consistent, man. Uh, Micah is getting that elite treatment from opposing offenses in which they're just focusing every possible resource on him. But then, as, as you guys are saying in the, in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, and as I mentioned here with some of the stats, Sam Williams made plays. Tristan Hill made plays. Oza, D-Law, Dante Fowler had some plays as well. This is a crazy deep defense. And it starts with a defensive front. Definitely does. The secondary, however, also looks pretty cool. Anthony Brown was making plays on Cooper Cup. Tyler Higby was getting blown up by Trevon Vicks. The safeties had some good moments as well. Jaron Kears, by the way, back 
in action. Even Leighton Vanderich continues to shine. It was a fun game to watch, I think. It was an intense one. I think it was the most intense one since, since uh, the, the Bengals one, for sure, in week two. And it might have been even more in intense than that one. Because with the Bengals one, we, we, we may, maybe we were just having fun. Not a lot of expectations. You know, if they get this win, uh, we'll be super happy. Uh, but this time around, we knew that the Cowboys could win and we wanted them to execute. Now, I want to say something on the offense. This is, not a, this is not a proper offense. Cooper Rush is still a backup quarterback. There will be issues. There will be misses. There was one in which he was targeting Dalton Schultz in the flat, more or less at the beginning of the game. This was early, the play that I'm talking about. Michael Gallup with a drop, even though he made up for it with a freaking insane play later. That that might be, and, and this is a guy with a long history of crazy catches, but that might be the one to beat them all, maybe. CD Lamb also had a drop. The Cowboys did not complete a single pass to running backs to tight ends. At one point, they ran a speed option play with Cooper Rush and did not get me wrong. I am a huge option nerd. I love option offenses. I love watching Army-Navy. I love watching uh, Air Force play. I love me some triple option plays or speed option plays, whatever you want to do. I don't know that I'm a fan of playing one with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I don't think that the athleticism is there for him to execute those. But hey, the Cowboys did that as well. And even though I'm not excited about the Cowboys offensive performance, I will say this. There was this one drive. There was this one long drive from the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. They got the, the football with 11.09 left in the fourth quarter. 10 plays later at 5.32, the drive ended in the fourth quarter with a field goal. That was an impressive drive. Didn't end in a touchdown. And, you know, I do think that it's important for us to kind of uh, always keep in mind this is a backup quarterback-led offense. You got to understand if they don't put those touchdowns on the board, even if it is frustrating. But Sick had a three-yard rush attempt. He had another that went for seven yards. Then Tony Pollard entered the game. And this is play after play. Eight yards. Tony Pollard, three yards. Then they lost two yards, right? And then Cooper Rush passed the ball for 11 yards to CeeDee Lamb. They really ate the clock up on that one drive. That was a long 10-play drive by the Cowboys. And even though uh, there's not much to be said of this Cowboys offense, that moment specifically was pretty impressive, actually. That one was pretty impressive. And that was the Cowboys giving the defense some rest, really winding down the clock, and really just taking the soul out of an L.A. Rams team that knew that they were down two possessions. That was a huge moment of this game, and I think that was an underrated one. Now, on top of that, you get some explosive plays with Tony Pollard. You get that big-time throw to Michael Gallup. You get some uh, big plays with CeeDee Lamb in there. They did enough once more. It's tough to win in the NFL 
and to produce offensively in spite of not having a starting quarterback, which by the way, I would bet that Dak does not play versus the Eagles next weekend. And, and we might talk about that later in the week, but there's already a betting spread for the Cowboys-Eagles game and it sits at 6.5 points. I think that the betting markets are expecting Dak Prescott to miss yet another game, which would also fit what Rap Shit from NFL Network had to say this morning when he indicated that Dak would not be ready to go or, or that it would be it would take a massive development for him to be ready to go. So we'll find out more on Monday and maybe Tuesday, Wednesday when the Cowboys first practice. But be ready. Be ready for another Cooper Rush game versus the Eagles who are the undefeated team in the NFL right now. Should it be a fun Sunday night football game. We'll talk more about it later in the week. Now, some of your comments here. Let's get to it. Lamp and Gallup cannot be dropping those, says Paul. Paul, I think you're completely right. I agree with you. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Paul says, nice route by Gallup. Then he short arms it. And Ryan Clark tweeted out that quote, that a million dollar route and a nickel catch ain't worth a dime. And, and it's true. It really is true. Uh, Gallup cannot drop those. Even though he made, up, he made up for it later in the game, that's still one that you... You have to have that one. You need to you need to catch that one. I want Pollard handling the load, says Aaron on YouTube. And I actually low-key like the way that the Cowboys have balanced things at running back. I think that they've done a pretty good job in there. Uh, this time, what was it? We had eight carries for Tony Pollard, 22 for Ezekiel Elliott. You know, Pollard's 86 rushing yards really helped out with a 57 gainer. It's tough. It's tough to balance those plays, uh, those attempts between Pollard and and Sick. Uh, I love I love Pollard's explosiveness. You guys know this, uh, but those pass pro those those pass pro issues are real. And there was yet another example of that on Sunday when when Pollard was not able to figure out that that blitz from from Jalen Ramsey. I do want to see that play once more, kind of see what the read could have been for Tony Pollard. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's also a linebacker in there that maybe if, if it was a dual rate for Tony Pollard, maybe he had to pick up a linebacker inside. But I think that he had to figure out that Jalen Ramsey was coming uh, on the edge. So those pass pro issues really do eat up those opportunities for Pollard, I believe. I think they've overall done a better job this season, though, balancing their, their running back usage. But... Pollard is 100% the most explosive running back between the two. I have confidence in my Cowboys' Kenneth Fraser to come out with a big double D on the Eagles game next week, says Kenneth Fraser. I, I did not have a, a pick there yet. I know that I will struggle to make that pick because, and maybe I will offer just some quick thoughts before we get to the heck yeah list, which is the, bullet points that we want to get to as well before we leave tonight. But I will tell you this. It's difficult to make a pick there because the Eagles, you know, they do have a starting quarterback. They are a balanced team that sits atop the NFL in several statistical categories, which is not the case for the Rams, for example, who came into this game as the 26th most efficient team in the NFL. 
Meanwhile, the Eagles are in the top five, maybe even top three. And if they don't, you know, Maya's doing, uh, all right, I'll, I'll get to that comment, Tommy, here in a few moments. But the thing about the, the betting spread, which is 6.5 in favor of the Eagles, if the Cowboys offense falls behind two scores, the game could be over, right? Which is what I was afraid of on Sunday's game. I picked the Cowboys. We took the Cowboys. I'm betting the Cowboys, which, by the way, we improved to 5-0. I'm excited about that start in the betting world here on primetime. It didn't happen, fortunately. But that's why I, I, I still hesitate, even though you look at the spread and you, th and you, and you think, oh, those are a lot of points for the Cowboys. Until the game is not close for a brief moment, and then it just spirals out of control. Tom915 says, Mo, did you hear Sky is doing the one-chip challenge when we get to 20K subs? Are you in? LOL. I don't even know if I want to know what the one-chip challenge is. What's the one-chip challenge? I really don't know. Oh, man, is that like a, like a hot sauce kind of challenge? You know, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in for that. <laughs> the Mexican boy in me definitely wants to agree to it. That's the hottest chip in the world, says Kenneth Fraser. Woo-wee. I will just act as if I didn't read that comment and just move on. Uh, let's get to the heck yeah list. Let's get to the heck yeah list. As you guys know, we're doing this every game day from now on. What's one bullet point or one thing, one player, one performance that you want to get to, that you want to shout out? What's on your heck yeah list that maybe we haven't gotten to yet? I have a three points on my bullet list. What is your heck yeah list? Here we go. Here's mine. McGovern. I need to I need to admit that I never thought that I would have Connor McGovern in my heck yeah list. But you need to include him there. Overall, it might not have been the cleanest game, but when Tony Pollard goes 57 yards in a play in which you sealed the gap versus Aaron Donald, you're getting a shout out. You're getting on the heck yeah list. That's exactly what Connor McGovern did on Sunday versus the NFL's best or second best, maybe. Shout out Michael Parsons. But yeah, McGovern. McGovern deserved a spot here. Uh, he wasn't an issue in a game in which. The Cowboys were not able to play with Jason Peters. He was not even active. As you guys know, he suffered an injury on Friday. So McGovern deserved a shout-out here. Let's see some of your answers here. Bruce with the Bones Fassel. How about the Rams pulling out the tricks, by the way? Fake punt a trick play. That's what you do when you face... Contender teams, honestly, uh, it really goes to tell you how much respect the Rams had for the Cowboys on this game. Fair is fair. Toxic Tom says, Money Macker. And I love that one because as you can see on my heck yeah list, I've got the long snapper situation. The Cowboys played without J. 
Dave McQuaid for the first time this season. Matt Overton was the guy who got the call. A long snapper that came into this game with 126 games under his belt. And still, there are some concerns when the operation changes midseason. Uh, the timing might not be the same. The power from the long snapper might not be the same. The accuracy, all of that uh, really just changes the entire rhythm for a field goal unit that's all about that. It's all about rhythm. So that was a major concern for me heading into this game. So uh, pretty excited that Maher went 3-4-3 in field goals. They missed the extra point. Might have had to do with that. I, I would bet that it did. But yeah, long snapper situation. That goes in the heck yeah list. Especially because this is no short-term injury. Jake McQuaid is done for the season. And we needed to know. We needed to know that the Cowboys would be fine. I know that we don't think much about long snapping. But it, it was a big deal heading into Sunday. And fortunately, the Cowboys were able to just check that box. What else do we have? Tommy915 says, Durant's Armstrong has made us say Randy who? And I know that they go tied, you know, together. Seems like we cannot have a conversation about Armstrong without mentioning Gregory. But, you know, Randy was doing a pretty good job for the Broncos before the injury. So I'm not going to make that into that conversation. But Armstrong lights out, man. Armstrong is showing up for the Cowboys every week. And he was a major, if not the biggest contributor for the Cowboys win this Sunday. Chain said defense averaging, giving up 14.4 points a game. Sam Williams making plays versus... Uh, ah, Sam Williams making plays, heck yeah, to Celtino. There you go. O-line held its own without Peters, says Paul. That goes in the, in the list. Heck yeah, with the Parsons, Sachs, says Kenneth Fraser. Cutting down on the penalties. This is Rita. I like this one. How many penalties did the Cowboys have? They had five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see here. Five penalties for 42 yards. The Rams had only three penalties, by the way. People wanted to get a more holding calls on Michael Parsons. That was a conversation on Twitter, at least. But here's the best part. The Rams... Well, you know, out of those five penalties, only two resulted in first down for the Rams. So maybe that was also why it, it felt like the Cowboys had less of those. Let's see, man. Uh, I thought that was Smith with his hands and Donald in that play on the Tony Pollard run. That was that was actually McGovern. But they there, there were definitely some big plays with Tyler versus versus uh, Donald. We've got a body in here. I'm, I'm guessing that people are already on it. But if not, I'm going to block it. A anyways, the Rams were thirsty. This is Paul. Pollard, whole defense is Russell. Cooper Rush struggled, game, struggled some. That will really improve the team. This is Russell. And yeah, he did. I, I think that was kind of expected given th that the Rams came into this game as one of the best defenses versus the run. Shut out the Rams in the second half. Hell yes, a six to midnight. That's true. The Rams scored 10 points in the first half and zero in the second half. And th that's the thing about this defense too. 
You go up on that scoreboard, and that defense is able to just pin the ears back and go after the quarterback. You got to love that. Cowboys continued the one touchdown allowed per game streak to Tommy915. Thank you to Tommy, by the way, for handling the butts. Roughing the passer was not a penalty, says Timothy Harrison. That's true. That that roughing the passer was complete and utter BS, man. Toxic Tom says, what a Mets way to end the season. I'll actually, man, I, I'm super excited because I got, I, I made some risky bets on baseball this weekend. I went with every underdog except for the, for the Guardians Rays series to win the series just because I thought best of three, come on, we cannot, we cannot predict that. So I took the positive odds on every possible series and I never expected to go through, you know, I thought maybe I will go two and one and just call it a profitable thesis that we cannot predict three game series, but ended up going three and oh, apparently. Is the game over, Toxic Tom? I stopped watching. Let me know. Yankees will dominate, says Timothy. I hope so. Hope so. Al Johnson, thank you for the comment and the donation. He says, I was at the game and that was a home game for us. Let's go, Cowboys. That's true. Hey, Dallas dominates LA. The Cowboys show up. Cowboys Nation show up to SoFi Stadium. And you got to love that. The Rams, in case you guys missed that, the Rams played, they practiced with crowd noise. And I don't think that's new. I think that they have done that before when they play in LA. But imagine that, having to practice with crowd noise when you are the home team. And I know that the Rams maybe don't have the strongest home field advantage anyways, but I can guarantee you it doesn't get as loud with any other team in there. Uh, it has to be the loudest when it's the Cowboys. Mo taking his winnings to get a new car with Freeman Mazda, says Toxic Tom. Exactly. That's some smart investing. That's some, you know, I am choosing a, free man, a, a lifelong partnership with my car dealer by going with Freeman Mazda. It's pretty much over 6-0, top of the ninth. I just want to see the Padres ask for a pitching review before the game's over. I hope that they do that. That would be amazing. Anyways, thank you, guys. That will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas. Primetime, 4-1 for the Cowboys. You got to be excited about where the season is heading. And next week will be huge for Dallas. It will be massive i don't know who i am picking i might not know i might not know until until thursday when we have to do the pv show here on prime time i'm nervous about it already uh big weekend for dallas i hope that you guys enjoy it i hope that you guys enjoy walking into work tomorrow maybe wearing a cowboy shirt maybe just you know entering in like with that confident smug strut Go and get it. Go in there like Conor McGregor, you know. Do your thing. Shout out to you guys in the Facebook chat. <laughs> Toxic Tom. It happened once, man. Bo getting his green shirt ready. That happened once. <laughs> With the Bucks game. It actually didn't. 
it, it happened twice, did it, did it not, if I remember correctly? Tommy915 says, Mo, thank you for all that you do. You are one of the best YouTubers and a great person, and we appreciate you, bro. Tommy915, that means a lot to me. Thank you for that. Uh, Steven White as well. Thank you, Eltino. All of you, uh, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. Thank you to Eltino. He says, your bets are fire. Man, we are 5-0. We're 5-0, and, and I'm nervous, I'm nervous now, uh, keeping that streak going. The Cowboys have made it easy for us, though. You know, we went with the under in week one, and then we've picked the Cowboys four straight weeks. They've made it easy for us. Uh, I'm assuming it will get harder in the next few weeks, especially with that coming back. Those, uh, those betting spreads might get a little bit tougher to bet. Betsy says 4-1, not 5-0. But I'm talking about betting the Cowboys here uh, because El Tino said that the bets are fire. On betting the Cowboys on that segment, we are 5-0 because we took the under in the, in the first game of the year versus the Bucs, and that was a huge under. So, But yeah, the Cowboys are 4-1. Good teams get the W. Great teams cover the spread most. It's Toxic Tom, exactly. Rush is 5-0 also. That is right. Good night, everybody. Hit the like button, and I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Prime time brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. And check out the articles over at Freeman at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Adios.